Every time you do a trailer read, you have to be like, nope, this is how it's supposed to sound. This is what it is. If you don't like it, screw you, but this is what it is. <laughs> Getting feedback from someone, choosing not to take it personally, is actually very freeing. Mm -hmm. And I find for me that I do the worst when I'm trying to give somebody what they want. It's like the modern version of the, the two people inside of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Times are changing, we want different voices, we want different races, we want more female voices. I think it's a beautiful thing and I'm actually just super excited to be part of the world of voiceover today. And there is something about the strength in numbers that has been really emboldening. We lie on the floor flopping around like a, like a fish for 45 minutes. We work in isolation booths. So if we, want, if we don't want to be isolated, we should leave those booths. Never think, uh, I hope he asks me to be, I hope he pitches me to whoever they read. Like, if you think that way, then they're mm -hmm. not really your friends or peers, and you're just trying to use yeah. people. Yeah. She pilots my meat suit. I've only heard really bad things about Jamie. Right. Well, yeah, that know, makes sense. That makes sense. you got to watch the though. <laughs> Instead of trying to figure out how to get into it, I just brought a bunch of people together that none of us knew the industry. Stop wiping expectations on any audition. It's never give up and be the most persistent person in the room. It's always those that are the last ones standing. You're going to get a lot more no's than you get yeses, and I, that's true for me today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Now, today we are talking about creating characters. So a big thing in animation and video games and I guess some commercials and things like that too. But we are talking with Everett Oliver. He is a voice director and a coach, and he's worked on some huge shows, including The Simpsons and King of the Hill and tons of other stuff. So he's a really fantastically knowledgeable and very nice chap. We'll be getting to that interview shortly. I'd just like to thank everyone who has signed up to VO School Launch. This is the training program that I started recently, and it's 15 steps to start your voiceover career. We cover everything you need to know to get started, the performance, the business, the tech side. It's really, really a lot of fun, and it's a great way to get started in voiceover. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to voschoollaunch.com. I've added a new thing there because I've had a lot of people reach out about just taking individual classes as well. So rather than going through the whole process, if there are things you'd like to brush up on in an introductory kind of a way, uh, you can sort of pick out classes and take things as you like. So go to voschoollaunch.com to find out more. There are also a few, not many, a few tickets left for our vocation conference, which is coming up in September the 13th to 15th. So if you want to learn about the business side of voiceover, everything you need to know, we've got fantastic speakers and it's in a really great location on the Upper West Side of New York at Symphony Space. You can go to vocationconference.com to find out more. Okay, so we're going to have a couple of quick ads and then we're going to get to our interview with Everett. As a voice actor in 2019, you're more than just an actor. You are a business. The first ever conference for the business of voiceover is coming to New York City, September 13th through 15th. Amazing speakers, panels, and classes all in the greatest city in the world. Vocation NYC. Ticket sales start April 1st. Be one of the first 100 to register and get a special early bird conference rate. For more information, visit vocationconference.com. Vocation NYC. Take your VO business to the next level. The National Zoo. Because sometimes you just need to stroke a llama. Instagram. 
Download it and start embarrassing your teenagers today. Resolve spot and stain. Because the dog's gonna drag his butt on the carpet. He just is. Engage the droid army with this Lego Star Wars Republic fighter tank. Hi, it's J. Michael Collins. And these are just a few examples of the first-class demos my team and I are producing. If you'd like to have something similar, visit jmcvoiceover.com and click on the Demo Production tab to find out more. All right, so I am thrilled to be joined today by Everett Oliver, and we're going to be talking about a multitude of things, but mainly character development. So thank you so much for joining us, Everett. Thank you for having me. I've heard so many good things about you from various people, so uh, I've got huge expectations for this interview. (laughs) (laughs) And I always start off by saying, what have you heard? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have heard that you're very, very good with uh, feedback and um, your direction is is excellent, I've heard. And you were just over here on the East Coast. Do you want to tell us what you got up to while you were here? Um, Well, I was in New York for a month. Um, I had about... I want to say uh, I was at five different events. I had about two to three workshops. Mm. And then I did two private um, sessions at, you know, various locations. Um, And I basically, you know, I'm a networker. I am one that likes to um, know know actors. I want to know everything juicy about them. I want to know how I can perfect their craft um what works what doesn't work um you know especially when they're getting into into characters Mm. um i try to you know pinpoint you know like i can pretty much transcend myself into them and pull a performance out of them i'm i'm one of those intuitive when i'm on my game my intuitive radar really comes to life and um you know that's what my whole spiel is so i you know i had taught last year you know i just did one class and then um the buzz got you know buzz got around you know i guess the country i should say Mm. and that i was coming back for you know for 2019 and um i said oh okay everybody was like oh so can you teach here can you teach there and i said oh okay great sweet Mm -hmm. well we're gonna bring some of that in to the talk a little bit later because I do want to delve into how you pull out performances from people but before we get there I want to find out a little bit more about you and how you got into this industry and your experience so when did you start in the voiceover related industry and and why did you get how did you get there um I started I want to say probably around Late 1998, 99. Yeah. I was working in animation production. Mm. And so really what happened was, is all of my shows were coming to an end. And one of the supervising um, people of development for animation shows liked my work. And I guess I had a, I have a, an interesting personality. I'll go that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's good. And so um, they said, we're going to move you into um, voiceover casting. Mm. That's how it really started. And then I said, um, and what is that? Because I have no idea what voiceover casting is, you know. Yeah. They explained it to me. I said, you'll figure it out. You'll, you'll figure it out. So I 
started working on shows that I can remember of Men in Black, Godzilla, Jackie Chan. Oh, cool. Back in those days for Fox Kids. And um, I started meeting the voiceover talent and the actors. In the, and, and back then, they didn't call them casting directors. They called them dialogue directors. And those right. uh, dialogue directors were the ones that actually directed the show. So I was a big part of the casting aspect of it. Right. Um, and so I had no idea that, uh, you know, there were some famous actors that I recognized on camera, but I had no idea of the Rob Polsons and Larissa Marshes and Tara yep. Strong's and Creed Summer. So I just learned that, you know, talent. I worked a lot with the agents. Um, you know, they never knew who, they never physically saw me, but um, I was, you know, one that just fell, and I can honestly say I fell into it. I, yeah. It wasn't a passion of, of mine. I knew that I'm a New Yorker, but I lived in the South. But I knew when I was a small child that I was moving to California to work in the entertainment industry. Um, I think I wanted to work in soaps. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. familiar with EastEnders, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, but um, I knew it was some sort of capacity. And if the soaps didn't work out, um, it was working in animation and then falling into the voiceover casting. And so I just built from there, um, you know, after working, you know, in voiceover casting, I really didn't still wasn't thinking about it. Then I was flip flopping between, they would put me back on some animation production shows as well as I was doing voiceover casting. And then um, everything just ended for me. You know, my shows ended and then I ended up working at a talent agency, you know, and started booth directing at a talent agency. And I wasn't familiar with that at all because I had worked in the casting side of the business. Yeah. So when I worked at the booth and the booth um, directing side, it really started coming to fruition of me, you know, trying to help these actors who had never booked an animated series, who had never worked on a, a video game, who maybe have done a commercial here or there, who have never done a promo. Yeah. So I'm just learning their personalities and learning who they are. Right. And I developed that style of I'm a different kind of a booth director because I was like, hmm, I can't direct anybody as long in the effect that I couldn't direct anybody if I didn't know who they were. I didn't know they work. Yeah. And, and, and working at a talent agency, you know, it's fast paced, fast yeah. paced, you know. So, but that's how I really got started into it. That's amazing. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like it was necessarily like you had a distinct route map <laughs> for your journey, but it ended up being a really broad education in the various aspects of voiceover from both sides of the glass. And and you've ended up with this this incredible experience that you can help talent with. Uh, is that fair to say? It, was, it wasn't necessarily planned that way, but it's ended up that way. Oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, I look back on everything now, and my teaching methods is actually how my experience when I'm, you know, on the road, I literally go back and put them in positions, yeah. you know, stuff that I'd learn and teach it, you know, the learning way, the, you know, style I use of um, putting them through an actual callback session. Yeah. Always gets them all riled up, 
and freak out, which I love <laughs> because it's just kind of like their facial expressions. As people are telling me, they they sit outside the booth and they're like, "You have them all scared with this character <laughs> stuff." I'm like, "What do you? What did you do?" <laughs> I gave them three. I gave everybody. It's a competition. It's a game. Yeah. We're going to compete against each other. This is the real world. Go outside. I've trained you for one day. Get those characters up and going. Let's go. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you've you got to have that. It's a genre that requires that level of energy and enthusiasm, right? So you, you oh. bring that. You know, it's not something dour like a car commercial or something. Generally, wow. you're focused on the animation video game side, which is mm -hmm. much more, uh, you know, <laughs> animated, intense. for want of a better word. Yeah, and intense. Mm -hmm. I want to pick up on something you said a little while ago. Um, you know, I may have misheard, but did you say that when you were casting, you were also directing those projects as well? So you were more casting and directing as opposed to mm -hmm. just... No, I was more or less, I was more in the casting aspect. Okay. Um, yeah, there was the directing stuff hadn't really. I've done stuff here and there now, um, but not much directing um, right. because I'm really focused on. As my journey is, is I, I, I'm I'm expanding myself globally, yeah. so I want to put myself out there globally, and then uh, you know work on some other stuff on the side, but. Sure. Um, I haven't really mastered that, you know, directing, directing style yet. Um, but I'm getting there. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all a process. And did you ever consider taking your experience from the one side of the glass and becoming a talent yourself? Is that ever something you've wanted to do? You know, it's so funny. Um, because I'm so, quote, unquote, now we use the expression animated. <laughs> I'm very animated when you see when I work with people. Um someone just recently said to me, Oh, I got something perfect for you. And I just started laughing. <laughs> That's one of those. I'm like, you mean I have two lines, right? So let's start with two lines and let's build. Um, you know, really, you know, it, it's that thing of, um, I was shy as a kid and a lot of people don't realize that. And I'm watching, certain actors now on TV and I'm listening to their story and I go, Oh, that's my story. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I'm sure someone one day will, uh, put me in front of a microphone and put me in front of a camera and then we expand from there. But as of now, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I think shyness is an interesting thing because I, you know, I was a very shy kid as well. And, and acting was always a bit of an outlet for me because you get to play someone else and you have this fake confidence because you're not being yourself. It's, it's sort of a, a release in, in some ways for, for a shy person. Um, but then there are also a lot of <laughs> extremely gregarious actors. So oh. that does, that's not always the case. Well, for me, I will be playing it myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, will know, you will absolutely know it's me. Right. <laughs> well, that's good to have a signature, I guess. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's, you know, there is no, you know, there are actors. It's so funny because some of the voice actors have used me as characters, you know, as a yeah. characters and thinking, um, uh, our, one of the actors, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson plays me really well, like really, really well. Yeah. And it was so funny. I'm like, um, do you think that I don't, realize that that's me <laughs> you know 
And I guess so, that happens a lot, right? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. One of my actors, he, um, when I was a booth directing, it was so weird. We were doing some sort of scene and I'm like, I could hear my, I could just hear my inner voice go, that sounds just like, <laughs> I think he's imitating me. And then I remember looking through the glass and, and telling the actor, you think you're really slick. <laughs> you think you really think that I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to submit that. Just because they just started laughing. It's like, you know it's true. You know it's true. You know that's true. Yes, you got me. Well, I guess if you if you know someone who's a, an animation actor, you, there's a healthy chance that they'll use some of your mannerisms or your sayings or oh. vocal tics in a mm-hmm. performance at some point. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just glad that the mocap won't catch you that facial expression. I'm sure somebody will. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so before we dive in... Um, to the character process. Um, I want to get your take on your thoughts on the industry in general. What do you think of the the health of the voiceover industry? How would you, you know, you, you've had a sort of broad experience in it and you work with a lot of talent in a, diff- a, r- a range of genres. What's your take on where we are in 2019 with the voiceover industry? I think we have a lot of people who are interested in, in the field that we do in the voiceover mm. f- world, that they don't have a clue as to how to get into the business. Yeah. And they want it really quick and really fast. And they mm. think it's a really fast way of making money yeah. and making a living. And I find myself saying to actors, the first thing um, is called voice acting. Have you taken a class? Oh, I took a class in high school. Well, <laughs> well, uh, if you could see my facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But I, that was some time ago. Yeah. So, you know, as the, the way, you know, the voice of the world is going, I think that people just need to take a minute and really do their research mm. before they really get, you know, get started as to what they really specifically want to do um, and not look at it as a quick scheme or a quick buck or, um, you know, I can see if people want to do it as a hobby, you know what I'm saying? But there's still layers and stuff that you still have to do in order for you to make it just a hobby. And is that a new mentality then that's cropped up or is this something that's ever present? I, it, it, from the last, from the last two years, oh, I'm getting nice. a flock of people who are, who are just, uh, they want to go ahead and they want to do this, but they're not sure how to do it. That's one, mm. one aspect. Or it's, it's like, I want to just do it quick. I want to just do it now. Yeah. I want to just go ahead and spend, you know, I got to, how much can I spend on this microphone? How much do I need to, cause it's just a microphone, correct? Yeah. And it's just a fan and I can just go in my closet, but there's a little bit more to it. Yeah. You know? And I guess you probably get this more than, a lot of other coaches because animation in particular is a genre that people are clamoring to get into. People aren't on mass necessarily desperate to get into promo or e-learning or audiobooks yeah. or something like this. Although, you know, it is a desirable, those are desirable genres, but animation is its own animal, right? People are really keen, put it that way. They, they all, yeah. They've always wanted to be um, a character. They don't necessarily know the steps to get into character yeah they don't necessarily 
they, they just like, it's like they, they'll imitate someone or they'll imitate the show. They'll watch the show a thousand times. Yeah. And don't really know the emotions to connect to that character. Right. So I teach, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have strange methods. Um, <laughs> you know, my, 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 one of my methods is everyone to me is a character. Yeah. Everybody. I, I could care your uncles, your aunts, uh, your grandparents, even your spouses, hmm. your in-laws, everybody, especially in-laws. I use in-laws as an example, and everybody, you could just see their blood pressure <laughs> rises every time I mention their in-laws. And I'm like, yes. So your in-laws are characters, and I want you to specifically pay attention to their emotions and their tones and their personality. And I've watched actors transcend into their relative and connect the copy really well. Yeah. So as far as, you know, like the character, you know, development, people need to, at least that's one way I teach actors how to connect to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's about really stepping into them and becoming them rather than imitating them. Yeah, absolutely. So let's delve into that a little bit. Um, I want to look at some of the skills that are required to do to, to do that, to actually make that happen. Um, but first, how important would you say curiosity is in general with this? Because I, I speak to a lot of actors and something that is very consistent is their curiosity uh, for life and people and humanity. And it's not necessarily inherent in everyone, actors or non-actors, but it seems very consistent with actors. I agree. I mean, it's interesting, curiosity. For me, I just... I have to tap into them. You know what I'm saying? I don't really go on a level of them as curious, I guess, right. into how they want to become. I'm, I'm more or less because I move really quickly. Yeah. I just want to see how well they can become this character and stay in it. Right. Character. That's more or less my mindset. Um, when I hear them slipping out I say to them that they haven't found it yet yeah, or they haven't connected with that person, mm. you know, um, find somebody else, you know, you have to study a little bit more. So I haven't looked at it from that aspect of it, you know? So they're, what, what they're, they're not fully inhabiting that character when that's happening because I've, I know when I've done characters and I'm trying hard to, to maybe sustain an accent or sustain a delivery style if it doesn't come somewhat naturally, I'm not fully yeah, you're invested. Not there. Yeah, I'm not right. there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's through repetition or staying in the moment with imagination. What are some of the, the techniques that you use to help people to get there? I tell them to uh, use somebody who's either deceased and living and mm -hmm. combined to combine that person's, whoever that person that's in your head, their personalities yeah. and their mannerisms. That's one way of forming characters. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, uh, your friends, your friends and your family's members are characters to me. Yeah. People in grocery stores. Mm. Um, when kids, when adults are playing children, they should pay attention to their nieces and nephews, mm. especially the age ranges. Yeah. Between the five to six to mm. the eight to nine, you could tell their speech patterns are different. Mm. So. That's one aspect. The other aspect is, is pictures. And since I have a background in animation, 
some people tend to look at the copy, the drawings, and connect to the character that way. Right. I say to actors, what's going to happen when there's no picture? Mm. Yeah. And what do you do? Because from my animation background, the animation, um, the character designer and the animation uh, producer will come to the recording session and will draw according to how you perform. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So these, uh, whether it's requiring uh, a visual or, you yes. know, or whether it's u- using your imagination to think up someone you know, or a niece or a nephew or a deceased relative, these are touchstones. So if you find your mind drifting, you can go, oh, there we go, back back right. on track again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. So what then are... Are there core skills or are there any core skills needed to do this or can everything be sort of a learnt thing? You, you have to have, um, take an acting class. Yeah. You, you have to take an improv class. Um, you have to coach. I mean, those are the three things you just have to do. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you can sit up here and, and see me, you know, at the airport and say, oh, I could do funny voices and I'm just looking at you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I can really pinpoint the minute that you open your mouth within the first probably three seconds, whether or not you're active. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, I've been in the position where, for example, uh, you're in the booth and let's say there are eight actors, but there are 15 parts mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously you're coming in and whatever you booked for that specific role, but the casting director is moving really quickly and is throwing two and three incidental characters at you. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to turn those spots, those characters around just like that. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen it. Yeah. And you people know? that are having conversations with themselves. and <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, um, and I actually, you know, for example, I had an actress who had the lead for a series, but she lost the lead because she couldn't do an incidental character. Wow. So you need to be really on your game instead of just saying, oh, I have all these other voices in your head, which is fine because you'll be able to use those, let's say for other projects that you're developing, you know, characters for your own specific shows. But when you're hired, you've got to be in your top notch. You got to be able to spit stuff out, switch in between different characters really quickly without you thinking about it. Yeah. And to be able to develop those characters on the spot, are you taking something you have already established and then manipulating it? Or are you starting from scratch each time? It, it depends on the show. Right. It depends on the show. If the show is a recurring character, um, the casting person is going to go ahead and they're going to throw some ideas right before we start recording. Hmm. But, you know, sometimes they're just one-liners. Your improv skills just make it up and go. You yeah. know, as long as you're with the style of the show, you know, it's, right. it's one of those things where it should be a no-brainer, not you hearing Everett's voice saying, oh, my God, let me look for my uncle. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You should be able to. You know, the thing, too, actors should, too, should do also is actors are not reading the scripts. They're reading just their lines. Oh, right. Yeah. So So they don't, they don't know, you know, I I say to the whole actors, you know, just read the whole entire script and mark the incidental characters. Even if they don't select you, 
you never know. The casting director just by chance might say, just read bus number one, you know, man number one to, you know. So be on top of your game. Have whatever idea you're going to have. Write it down in the script. Mark your scripts. You know, some actors don't even do that. And have you worked with people coaching-wise and essentially turned people away if if they really, really struggle to come up to the level that you think they're going to be able to be successful at? Uh, You know, you might have all the money and the commitment and the enthusiasm, but if you're lacking certain fundamental things, is that overcomable? It is. I... What I do is um, I tell actors to study with everybody. Yeah, I would probably say I've gotten you gotten you to where I think you need to be. Mm. Now it's time for you to move on to someone else to pick up something else from somebody. I have done that. Yeah, um, you know because we as coaches we all teach differently, and I feel that you can get the value from just everyone and not just one person. Yeah. Often anyone I'll speak with, they'll they'll be able to find somewhere that they can they can book work. It's whether or not they could sustain themselves with that is a whole other a whole other thing. Um, well, they don't know. They usually know. Um yeah. I'm I'm really direct in a very playful way. Yeah. I you I'm 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 to the point where they can tell by my humor, my personality, that I'm like <laughs> you, you, you need a little work. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I can pretty much guide them and say, this is who somebody that you possibly need to go ahead and you need to work with yeah. and let the person know that they're, and I have done that. They're coming your way. They're coming to you. Yeah. And this is the reason why. Right. Um, so it's a way it's, it's the way you communicate with them. Yeah. But I use it through humor. Yeah. You know, it, it, for me, it's, it's, it's gotta be humorous because this is not a serious profession for us. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is not brain surgeon. This is supposed to be something that we supposed to be having fun with. Yeah. And so if this is passionate, if you're passionate about it, you'll take the feedback and the criticism and, and, you know, to rise to the next level. Yeah. That's how I think of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, Struggling with that uh, from your perspective, you know, says a lot about you and and you wanting to encourage people to, you know, pursue their dreams. But also you have to be careful and you are careful about um, not leading people down. Yeah, exactly. Not leading people Mm -hmm. down a a path. Um, That's brilliant. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit now about the collaboration between the writer and the producer creating and and working with the character and the actor. Um, let's talk about the process of how that character comes into being. So, of course, the writer is the person initially who is defining that character and putting it in a script. And then the director and the producer is working with a casting director to find a talent to bring that character into the real world. And then there's a bit of a collaboration, right, to create that with the actor. How does that work? Basically, well, I, I'm going to take you through a, from what I remember going back into casting. Yeah. So the writer would go ahead and, like I said, like you said, he wrote the scripts and here are the parts, da, da, da. Mm. Um, we would sit in a meeting and we put the calls out to all the agents. Because here's the deal. Some, sometimes the writer doesn't really know specifically as to what they want. Right. And so 
we once you farm it to all of the different agencies and we say, please submit your top 10 to 15 actors, once they hear it, they will know. Right. right. I'm I am an avid person of nobody doesn't know anything until they hear and go, hmm, things yeah. that'll make you go, hmm. Now that's <laughs> one process that had happened what I experienced. The other aspect of it was sometimes, like I said before, the writer didn't know. Well, let's get somebody who we know can act really well and find it and talk it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and that aspect, like you were saying, you know, happens. And it happened not so much often, but it was like, okay, I think we can, you know, the casting person would say, oh, why don't we just get this person? Because this person's got, we could just add another one or two more shows to this person's schedule, right. you know, if we could get them. And so that's how really that process worked. Yeah. Um, you know, the actor, the actor really didn't have much to say to it. It was just the fact that the matter is, is that once we got the actor, let's say if we were familiar with them, they would say, okay, do it this way. Yeah. The actor would perform and do it, nail it. And they'd say, okay, that's it. This is what we like. And do they have like a, like a celebrity in mind basically as a reference? And then that person's essentially doing Here's the deal with the celebrity aspect. As far as animation goes, we, nine times out of 10, there are a lot of celebrities who can't do voiceover yeah. because they're so used to being on camera. Yeah. So we use the celebrity because of the value. You have to remember this is a marketing business as well. And it's about ratings. It's about dollars. Yeah. And a lot of people forget that. Mm. And so we would bring in a celebrity. We'd be like, okay, well, we know that they're on camera, but they're going to bring in people. They're going to bring in the viewers. Yeah. You know, so you're going to look at it from a different aspect of it. Is there ever an element of that's a shortcut to explain to an actor, we want this vibe, we want a Danny DeVito vibe or whoever it is. That was the first, first person that came into my no, brain. No, but some, sometimes they will. Yeah. You know, the, the, to the voice actor. And that's, and like I said, it's, they wouldn't be imitating them, but like you said, it's the essence. Yeah. You know. And how much collaboration is there in in the room, in this in the recording studio, uh, between the writer and the director and the talent? Very I mean, like I said, the writer would pretty much be the one in charge because it was there. Depending on if the writer is also the producer. Yeah. You know, you have those teams that could connect it. But if it was separate, um, the actor wouldn't have that much input. I would say it would really be the creator and the producer. Okay. You know, um, the actor would just be like, oh, can I try this? And if they said, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good too. We'll, we'll yeah. do one take this way and then we'll do the other take this way and then they'll decide later. So, so they're more really about coverage at that point. They're just trying exactly. to get, yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's so far. And this is animation. So is it different in other genres? I know that in video games, there are huge backstories to a lot of these characters and you know, it's not just like, you're just going to do a wacky voice. You oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Video games is a totally different entity. More the animation side, it's more or less that process. Um, but things are revolving and changing now. I mean, and I just had a meeting. Uh, the creator of the show is actually directing the show, that is actually producing the show. Right. So 
I don't, you know, since I haven't been on the show in a minute, I don't know how much vibe between that person and the actor. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they've been, you know, from what I have heard is these season pro actors are dealing with this, these new producers. It's kind of a little bit of friction. You right. know what I'm saying? Because they don't really know these seasons. They've heard of this person and they yep. know them from, you know, the 80s and 90s. But they're doing something that's current. You know what I'm saying? So they're yeah. just kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so. And just while you were speaking there, I was, I was realizing that some of these new production companies like the Netflixes and the Amazon who are now producing their own content, mm-hmm. a lot of animation work now is a little more adult, right? Like I'm thinking like Big Mouth and Bob's Burgers and, you know, obviously Simpsons straddles that line a little bit and South Park very much is like very much one side of that. It's very adult. Um, Stylistically, have things changed, do you think? The styles of the shows to me all um, visually look the same. I mean, I know we switched from trying to remember 2D to 3D. That was big. It was a big thing going from drawing all the papers now into the computer animation wise. Um, so th- it has changed a little bit, you know, like I said, just to draw, just the animators learning to just really do everything on the computer. Yeah. Um, and then the time schedules, scheduling is still that same crunch. We've got to get it out, get it out now. I'm trying to think as everything is done now on storyboards, they used to be able to do stuff for the primetime shows. They used to be done on panels. Right. So, um, you know, you used to be able to do the in-between poses. And I think they have eliminated all of those in-between poses. Well, I'm sorry, what do you mean by that? So, for example, if you're eating a bowl of cereal, um, they would the animators will draw that you are actually, your hand would lean down towards the bowl right. to pick up the spoon. And as you, the spoon grabs the food and up towards your mouth, it would be in-between shots. Right, I see. you doing all of those poses. But I think now... They're leaving that to the people, the animators overseas to do that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So now let's switch things a little bit um, to how, looking at things from the talent's perspective. So when a talent gets uh, an email from their agent and they get sent specs and maybe some artwork, how do you coach talent through that process of creating that character given the, the material that they've been sent? Basically tell the actor to read the whole entire, we read the whole entire script. We mark what we're going to do. For example, Walla, which yep. is like the hop, 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 skips, jumps, kicks, punches, which a lot of actors do miss. I want to get an essence of the character as, as far as the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How well they're connecting to the actual character as they're telling the story. That's how the process I take them through is, okay, um, what's going on? Because the audition is really short. And sometimes they're not even giving you the stuff in between of what's happening. They're giving Mm. it to you very, very short. So you've got to just make it up. Record a pass. Then I tell the actor to go ahead and record a second pass of the audition. And then I tell them to walk away for 15 minutes. Hmm. And the reason that is, I want their mind to drift somewhere else. I want them to go do something to get their heads, you know, to get out of their heads. Yeah. And then um, I want them to do a third pass. They should be able to do three different acting beats 
from from going from three rounds. I want to hear how unique and outside the box you think. And that's a thing um, that I say to actors. You know, if if there's a picture there, do two takes with you looking at the picture and do a third take with you not looking at the picture. Right. And how much are you working, are you obsessing over the specs and the description of the character versus taking that actor and working with them to create a character or you know i i I hear this a lot and and i've struggled with this a little bit how much am i just trying to follow the rules of the specs rather than using my individuality you know in in the audition um i usually tell people to break the specs up in half do one take if there's certain key adjectives Mm. do one spec with one adjective couple of adjectives take the second take for the other half of the adjectives. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then clever. take the third take and combine everything so that we have three different acting beats. Yeah, that's really clever. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, and if you know that it's for a certain uh, production company, maybe Nickelodeon or whoever else, do you ever advise them researching the show more or, or the company to see if there's any specific style guidelines okay. they should stick to? Mm-hmm. I tell them to watch all the shows from that specific network. Yeah. But the, also the key, the new key is find out the director of the project. You can find mm-hmm. out the director of the project and I am, and Google the director. You can find out the style of that director. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And once you find out the style, then you can go ahead and apply it to your audition. Um, and that's a that's a relatively new thing that I've heard. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To just really take the time to Google this director. So nobody wasn't doing that before. I think a lot of people were just really watching the shows on that specific network. Yeah, and having that. IMDb is easy, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned this earlier, and I want to delve into this a little bit. How you actually get to know the talents you work with and find out their personality. So. When you're in on that fishing expedition, what are you finding out and how are you applying that? Uh, I'm finding out that people are hungry for wanting to do characters. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm finding out them being, and this is the new thing, which is so funny, a lot of people who are introverts. Yeah. And so when I'm maneuvering through the person and learning them, I, some of them I'm learning oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. And I've had a couple of people who, um, females that didn't realize that they could play kids. Yeah. And they just looked at me like, wow, no one has ever done that to me because I really have, you know, maneuvered myself through them. And when I mean maneuver, what I do is I um, intuitively will look at them and find out a little bit about them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, I found out recently in New York um, to an actor, I said, you, 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 there's a little kid in you. You were never a child. You were always an adult, <laughs> um, which was really weird. And they showed me a picture of them. that they, I, said, I said, oh, in order for you to do this, and I think I'll be reading something animation. I want you to be able to play a kid. I need you to go back and play, be a kid because you was never a kid. You were always <laughs> an adult. And they said it was so funny. I said, you need to have a picture of yourself in front of you 
in the booth when you're reading, especially, you know, animation copy to be a kid. Yeah. And it was so funny. They had a picture of themselves on their cell phone <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, how did you know that? And I was like, yeah, that's how intuitive and I can tap into you and, and say, this will help you. So that's what I do. And that's what I learned about different actors. That's fascinating. And, and you're having to break down people's <laughs> walls and psychological yeah. hangups. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really, really fascinating. Like when I'm really in that moment and I'm just looking through them, it says, I'm, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking through you to figure out how you work and how I can bring out those layers. But I use my personality and my humor <laughs> to really like for them to really feel comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? and, and it's so important having that third person perspective on mm -hmm. you as an actor, right? I mean, we all think we know what we're doing. We think we're what we're projecting is what we think we're projecting, but it really is important. That's why coaching and, and you know, improv and all this kind of stuff is so important because it takes you out of your own head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave all of that. Like I said, I, you know, because of my East Coast, I have to remember because of my East Coast demeanor, you know, we're just East Coast people to me are just, I'll use the word hardcore. <laughs> the only thing that, direct. Know, <laughs> yeah, we're just so direct and hardcore at it yeah. that I guess I could be maybe a little bit intimidating. Oh, really? Always a loving kind of way. Yeah. That people can go, I need somebody like you that's going to intimidate because it's going to bring out the best in me. I think people are drawn to that. I think people, while they're intimidated, they're also drawn to it. It's that sort of, you know, push and pull. <laughs> mm -hmm. And have you have you had to soften that being in LA? Oh no, no, mm -mm -mm. no. <laughs> All right. that's great. Uh, no, because I, you know, it's who, what it, what I've learned about me is this is just who I am. I'm, I'm thinking I'm stepping more into who I am. And if you think I'm tough, what's going to happen? When you have a casting um, director in the booth who could be having off day, yeah, you, you know you've got to put yourself in that position of oh my god, this person was just really in a mood. Yeah, you're gonna have to lay those emotions aside. As I say, three words: get over it. <laughs> yep, you're paid to do a specific job. Yeah, you know. So you're so in some respects you're you're helping to desensitize people as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are are there any consistencies in mistakes that people make? Are there things that you're constantly bashing your head against the wall going, "Oh, why does why does everyone do this?" Or is it is everyone different? You know, the consistency is really slipping out of character. Right. They can't really really consistent like I move quickly, so one of the techniques I do Sometimes on um, copy one through five, um, I'll have actors read, I'll, I'll say they'll read line one, they'll read line two, and then I'll jump back around and say read line one. Then I'll, mm. I'll start to go, to go to line three and line four. What they're doing is, is I could tell that they're finding the character and they're right. not consistent. Once I find like they get the rhythm, then I'm like, oh, now you're in character. And I'll say to them, you're in character now because yeah. now you're not thinking about it. That's a consistent problem. Getting out of their head is the other thing that I, I need to get out of your head. What are, what are we thinking? Y your, your meter is fine. Stop, stop, stop worrying about your bills. Yep. I need you present. 
yeah, that's some of the things that's very, very, that comes up a lot. And speaking to that real quick, um, when, when you're in the session, either when you're directing people or if you're on a show, are people hopping in and out of character throughout the session or are they stay, are they staying present at all times, even when the director oh, they're speaking? staying present and, yeah. and when they're, when they have booked something, they're really present. They're yeah. in that moment. It's this audition process of is that they're so hungry yeah. that they they're like, and, and my thing is when you're auditioning, get just a, get out of your head. And there are certain techniques of, um, I, and I, I make a joke out of it of people book when they're like sick as a dog. That's yeah. when you book. Yeah. Um, Cause you're distracted. And with- you're distracted. You, women who have had ch- one of my friends who's had a child, she books, she's booked more since she's had a kid. Yeah. It's like her mind is set. It's just like, everyone, I just go in and I just do it at this rate. When it, whenever I've gone into castings and I just don't, almost don't care, yes. <laughs> you know, or I'm distracted, something else is going on, I absolutely kill it. But it's that, like, you're absolutely right that taking that desperate yes. element out, you can be too focused in a way, in a way you know, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's straddling that line of being focused, but not being obsessed right um, and cocky that's the yeah. other thing oh d- oh i got this yeah. oh this is gonna be mine oh okay mm-hmm. and if you can yeah. see my facial expression oh and i say that oh okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay you're not gonna book this one mm. i can hear your facial expression right oh if you only knew mm-hmm. that tongue goes underneath that right. you know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I could see that. It's so easy to picture. <laughs> oh yeah, with the whole facial expression, I have to, I have to learn to just you know up my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. So, what do you think separates top tier talent from the masses? You mentioned some names earlier, and there are some incredible people out there, D. Bradley Baker and f- folks mm-hmm. like that. They're just they are just amazing. Right. Um, what do you think separates them from your sort of common garden kind of actor? They just know. Yeah. I think that, you know what the key, the key word that I've learned to the key word is confidence, right? Yeah. Those seasoned pros who've been doing this have enough confidence that they don't even think about it. Yeah. They just, it's, it just it's just as natural as them brushing their teeth, naturally them putting their shoes on. Mm. And the, the the actors here are so hungry and not confident that you hear it. Right. And yeah. I and that's the one word that I have been using for the last well, we're in June. So last month is you guys, if if you're not confident with me, it's gonna be a problem with you if you book this. Yeah. The yeah. person is going to hear that you're not confident. So that's the one major word that I could say that really I, I pushed that, yeah. you know, when I'm teaching. And that comes through hard work and determination and just time, right? You get Absolutely. That coaching. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to. And the thing is, it's this thing that I'm watching on TV where I won't even say it today, but you have to know who you, you have to know who you are. Yeah. A lot of people also trying to figure out who they are. So when I'm working with somebody and I say, what defines you? Silence is crickets. Yeah. That you haven't figured out who you are. That's okay. But that's what separates the people from the top. 
they know who they are. They're much more confident. They're just it it they they're on get their game with their improv skills. And it's just like, oh, you want me to do that? That's not a problem. Yeah. Boom. And I, I don't want to deter anyone who is hugely enthusiastic and who may stop you in the airport and say, oh, I do a million voices because they're so enthusiastic, but they don't have that experience. That enthusiasm is what drives you through all the coaching process and mm -hmm. the crappy auditions and the lack of self-confidence. <laughs> that is an important part of this process, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally important process. I mean, like I said, I keep telling people, study, 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 study. Study yeah. with everybody. You're going to get a little bit from everyone. Yeah. You know, and that's going to make you more confident, more step into who you are and what you can do. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, do you have any final tips that you want to share with people for creating characters and staying in character before we, we wrap up? Study. Um, the only th tip I can really say is um, record your characters, put them somewhere on, on like an iPhone. Mm hmm. Or, you know, your computer, because I always say one day you're going to use those characters for something. Yeah. You're totally going to use them for something. You never know when. I, I told one of these actors, I say, um, when you're going into a callback, bring two or three characters in your back pocket. Yeah. You know, because I guarantee you somebody's going to throw something at you. And you're going to hear my voice and you're going to say, Everett said, let me go in my back pocket and pull this out. Boom. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I would say. Definitely. Do you have a certain number of characters that you recommend people should have? Or is it just three? Three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so how do people find out more about you? You do uh, My Booth Director, which is, well, you explain what that is and, and what you do for people as well as your coaching. MyBoothDirector.com is my um, website. I do, I did pull out what I do. I do auditions. <laughs> I know because it's so much I do, right? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, You need to have this like, in your back pocket. Um, exactly. It just so happens the cards in front of me. Um, I do audition directing. I do one on one coaching, commercial and animation, and video games. Um, I do voiceover consultations where I sit and we talk about life and you and uh, if you have a website and your demos, I do VO online workouts where I just have, you know, one, a professional co-host come in and we direct techniques and, you know, get you advancing your performance levels. I tour around the world where I play for two days sometimes in animation and commercial. And I want to know about you. Mm -hmm. uh, I direct actors on just direct demos for animation um, and commercial. Um, Is that all? That's what <laughs> <laughs> you asked. That was a wrong thing you asked. <laughs> I, tweet, I tweet five days a week. Uh, motivation, since you asked. I do. I do. I tweet five days a week yeah. for motivation for actors. And, you know, that just seems to be the thing of when you're down. And you've yeah. had a bad day and you get a tweet from Everett and the, and the tweet will s simply just say, uh, you know, positivity, um, you know, let's make things happen, you know, yeah. get out of your head, think big, you know, and you've it, been in like, LA too long, Everett. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. 25 years. Oh, 25 amazing. years. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
And where do we, how do people find you on social media? Is it Everett Oliver or is it my booth director? My, bo- my booth director. Okay, cool. My booth director. All right, brilliant. Well, that was that was hugely information packed and uh, really, really interesting. So thank you, Everett, for joining me. Well, thank you for tracking me down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Thank you to this week's guests. Thanks also to JMC Demos and IBDTL who sponsor the show. Thanks to Backstage Magazine and a special shout out to Patreon super member Angus McLeod. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>